Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental or emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he's gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as he or she personally chooses, while accepting full responsibility for his or her own individual thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and actions. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares, and by listening to this program, you're acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to The Last Symptom. I'm Brian Barnett, the creator and host. And I'm outside. So, you you know, I'm I'm just going to allow the the outdoor sounds to trickle in. And hopefully, that won't bother you too much. Got the kids playing out there. Not my kids. But, you know, neighborhood sounds and hot rods racing by every once in a while and stuff like that but it's just such a nice evening that I wanted to be outside so I appreciate uh, you're making that allowance for me did I say happy Thursday well happy Thursday I'm Brian Barnett the creator and host of The Last Symptom Uh, next Thursday can you believe it is the final episode of this third season of the last symptom podcast yeah the end of the third season can't believe it are there going to be any changes for the fourth season well i haven't really decided yet i've been playing over some things in my head so you're just going to have to stick around and see what see what happens one thing i i have been considering is shortening the length of the show uh, I think I think uh, early on in this season I attempted to do that but I just get so windy and end up having so many things to talk about but uh, the the first season of the show was only about 20 minutes long each each episode so it's doable I'm just not sure what everybody wants maybe you should get in touch with me and let me know Brian Barnett at thelastsymptom.com I'd like to hear what you think of course if you're in my social media group the uh, the premier the last symptom community on the locals platform which i'm going to talk about here in just a bit then you can just tell me there you don't have to send me an email it's a nice community you really should join us let's see topics today a real story a real life story about my daughter which happened exactly one year ago this week uh, that broke my heart and that I made an entry into my journal about. I'm going to share it with you because it's it's the anniversary of that day. Number two, the primary topic for today will be beware of life coaches. And number three, I'm going to share with you a three-year-old audio recording of my daughter before she was potty trained and me trying to convince her to take a poo in the commode rather than in her diaper 
and it's just uh, oozes of cuteness. Those of you who don't have kids might be a little grossed out by, uh, by something like that, but I'll put it into context for you. Let's do announcements, and then we'll get right into the meat and taters portion of the show as quickly as possible. TheLastSymptom.com is my website full of uh, both free resources and paid resources. Now, when I say free resources, maybe that's not the terminology I should use because it don't cost nobody anything. <laughs> I've got a financial stake in it. I've put money into it. Uh, but it's at no cost to you. Let's put it that way. So plenty of resources there at no cost to you. And uh, there are some paid resources at thelastsymptom.com. And those paid resources enable me to do the last symptom work. I very much appreciate all the support I get. Uh, there are some dry spells, but people typically uh, come through for me sooner or later. And I, I appreciate that very much. Here are the paid resources. One-on-one -on -one phone calls with me. One-on-one -on -one Zoom video calls with me. And, of course, the intensive two-week-long fundamentals course. That is the last symptom, fundamentals course. It uh, is a superior program to anything like DBT, and it's designed for anybody living with an emotional disorder, emotional unhealth, who wants to understand truly and thoroughly the underlying causes for that and every subtlety related to it and how to go about authentically ridding yourself of these things once and for all. The last symptom fundamentals course is the first step. It, it lays down a, a groundwork for you that you'll be able to build off of on your own for a long time. What else in the way of announcements? Oh, donations. Uh, as I said, sometimes uh, a pretty good length of time goes by without any financial support coming in. Uh, usually, generally, somebody will step up and fill that vacuum. So donations are a way that you can do that. Uh, so I'd encourage you to do that. If it's something that you're interested in, you can do that right at thelastsymptom.com. And finally, the last symptom on Locals, that's my premier social media community. Hundreds of members there already. It's uh, lively and active, and we'd love to have you there. One exceptional feature of the last symptom on Locals are the daily orange slices. Those are condensed video insights that I publish daily exclusively there. How do you join? Well, you go to thelastsymptom.com that we've been talking about. You go into the free resources section of the site, and you'll find a link there. Another way to find us is to just go to thelastsymptom.locals.com. That'll get you there. And the third way is to download the locals.com app from the App Store and just search for The Last Symptom. July 26, 2020. Here's my journal entry for that day. Eloise's first loose tooth tonight while eating boneless ribs. <laughs> she said, Me duele el diente. And that, in English, means my tooth hurts. And she pointed to her lower front tooth. I knew immediately that it was the first sign 
that she was about to begin losing teeth. Man, where did the time go? Shortly after, something happened that broke my heart. I looked over, and Eloise was crying quietly to herself. She was hurt and scared, and suffering in silence, choosing not to share. She had bitten into her food, and it had bent the loose tooth, and it hurt and scared her. I tried to comfort her and explain that she should never, ever suffer alone, that she can tell me anything. I don't ever want her to feel like she's alone or has to be afraid alone or has to suffer alone. That's my uh, journal entry from a year ago, and uh, my daughter has had that tendency a few other times to want to suffer in silence, and I'm working very hard to make her feel comfortable enough that she won't ever feel like doing that, and that she'll feel comfortable with uh, revealing her fear and pains to me so that I can be there with her in that experience. All right, so as I was just sitting here talking to you about that entry in my journal, my next door neighbor stopped by and we got to talking, took a nice little walk down down the road and back together. He was walking his little dog, Sadie. Roger's his name. And you know, I I really value those sorts of things. I, I like being social and getting to spend time with other people. Getting to know other people truly is a is a pleasure for me. Good conversation. Anyway, let's get back into this here. It's funny because uh, about three seconds passed for you, and about an, oh half an hour passed for me. Forty minutes, something like that. Uh, let's see. So there's my journal entry. Let's get into the meat and taters of today's show, which is beware of life coaches. You might be thinking, Barnett, you're out of your mind. Why are you going to talk against what you basically are? But it's a it's an interesting conversation. And it's an important conversation for us to have. And I'm thinking about you folks out there who need to hear this conversation. You know, life coaches, big deal on the internet I I see people with 90 billion followers and then they're just everywhere well the reason why I can have this conversation is because I'm not a life coach now some may confuse me for being one when they first discover the last symptom but I'm not a life coach let me tell you about life coaches be careful there's no qualifications in place to be a life coach what many life coaches are in reality are nothing more than self-anointed inspirational speakers pretending to be more than what they really are you know it doesn't matter how powerfully or how frequently somebody inspires you 
if you're somebody with an emotional disorder. If you're somebody with an emotional disorder and your interest is in ridding yourself of that emotional disorder, inspiration is not going to cut it. The path to authentically ridding yourself of that emotional disorder involves real answers, real insights, real work. Not just feel-good verses, catchy memes, and guesswork, or parroting of information read out of a book that is mostly patently false. Life coaches, what you have in the vast majority of cases, are a bunch of people who, and I'm not saying this, this is true for every case, I'm just saying that in a majority of cases that I have seen, what you have is a bunch of people who are themselves unhealthy, who don't even have their own lives figured out, giving you advice on the best way to live. Of course, they do this in inspiring and emotional ways. Did you know that uh, the majority of them, especially if they've not been around for very long, the majority of them were bored with their day jobs. So they began watching the internet, what others were doing, and thought, well, heck, anybody can do that. Anybody. And they saw financial opportunity in a naive population. Now, are they wrong? No, they're not wrong. Anybody can be a life coach. Anybody can be a life Anybody can sit around and write memes. Well, I'm going to tell you why that's a problem. The problem, and I'll just cut to the chase here. The reason why that's a problem is because often an inspirational thing, like a meme, seems to be saying a lot when it's not saying anything at all. But these folks who have become life coaches, many of them, and I'm, again, I'm not demonizing everybody, but many of them were just people bored with their day jobs. That's truly it. They, they look at the Internet, they say, what are people doing? Oh, look how easy that is. Look how many people just uh, jump right in line for these things. And uh, I can do that. And they're right. Anybody can do that. <laughs> It, it takes no insight or knowledge or anything at all to say some inspirational thing, you know, it's, which is what the majority of these memes are. You can do it. Don't give up. Respect yourself. You're worth it. And so on and so forth. They prey on unhealthy people's tendency to be led by what? Their critical thought? No. No by their emotions and unhealthy people especially people with emotional disorders are already controlled unhealthily by their emotions I mean, their, their emotions are in total control of their entire life it's at the root the very fundamental causes of their problem and so m most of the life coaches I have seen are praying P-R-E-Y-I-N-G not praying P-R-A-Y-I-N-G but they're praying on that unhealthy feature of emotional unhealth 
if all we got to do is make you feel something and you'll say well look how smart that person is when they're not saying anything at all so that's what they prey p-r-e-y on unhealthy people's tendency to be led by their emotions to confuse emotional nonsense as being the same as practical insights of real value these two things are not the same things many people have figured out that as long as they can make you feel good it's not even just feel good if they make you feel sad and you can identify with that you'll say my gosh that person really knows what they're talking about but if they can make you feel good make you feel sad make you feel something you won't question if the information they're giving you has real value your emotions will simply conclude that it does why because it feels good (laughs) even feeling sad feels good uh, when you feel like somebody can identify with your sadness right they can make you feel sad in a in a melancholy way that is almost poetic that feels good even though we're talking about sadness so they have figured out that if they can make you feel good make you feel melancholy in a pleasant way uh, that you will believe that what they're saying has value whether it really does or not so look at practically anybody's social media feed and you will see evidence of this memes that appear to say something profound but that in reality are offering absolutely no real practical useful information whatsoever millions of these things on the internet and each one I've noticed has a different author as a tag so if you look at these memes try this Um, just as you're going around the internet now if you're just reading memes from you know the same friends social media feed you might see a repeat because that person might be subscribed to a page uh, or following up somebody who is churning these things out but otherwise as you come across these inspirational memes that you think are profound look to see who the author is I've been doing it now for years I don't think I've ever seen the same author twice <laughs> uh, you know the who that meme is attributed to I don't think I've ever seen the same person twice what's that mean means that there are thousands thousands of people out there of these uh, life coaches churning these things out remember what I told you the majority of them are just people who are just they don't want to work uh, a, a nine to five job so they're exploiting this opportunity that they see on the internet believe in yourself that may feel good but let's think about it for a second does 
does believe in yourself does that tell you how to believe in yourself why you can believe in yourself does it tell you what's been preventing you from believing in yourself up to now it doesn't address any specific situation where believing in yourself even applies if I believe in myself enough does this mean I can just go and perform brain surgery on somebody that's all I gotta do I just gotta believe in myself hard enough well if that is what it means what do I do to believe in myself that much because I'm telling you right now I'm just not confident in that formula (laughs) and uh, if that's not the meaning then what is the context of believe in yourself you see believe in yourself sounds great it feels great but when you look at it closer that's all it is it's a bunch of emotional feel-good nonsense it's telling you nothing of value in fact when you uh, analyze these memes you know from now on I might have ruined them for you when you go around the internet seeing these memes or seeing these (laughs) blurbs of advice from people you don't even know who they are and you're reading it ask yourself is it telling me what is it telling me how is it telling me why is it providing me context what specific information practical information is it giving me 99% of the time I guarantee the answer will be it's not doing any of those things it's not giving me any of that information the only thing it's doing is trying to stimulate an emotional response it just they're just trying to make me feel good like they've said something that you agree with oh that's profound because that's exactly what I feel so this is why the last symptom is not a work of life coaching the last symptoms focus and any one of you who have been following the last symptom long enough know that this is true the last symptoms focus is comprehensive accurate answers and insights specific answers specific insights to real matters to real I guess I should throw specific in there too to specific matters of importance all with a focus to authentically escape emotional unhealth emotionally unhealthy situations authentic recovery all these things for for real so begin examining these things out there on the internet that make you feel good and before you unwittingly become duped into uh, participating in the spreading of these things as if there's something of substance when they have no substance ask yourself the questions that I just mentioned a second ago what practical information or insight is this really offering me or is it saying absolutely nothing while exploiting the readers feelings when honestly considering the forward path to authentically recovering from emotional disorders or authentically escape escape an emotional unhealth or 
authentically escaping emotionally unhealthy living arrangements or relationships is the important thing now ask yourself this honestly when these are your true objectives is the important thing that the people we go to for information be caring and have good intentions what do you think let me ask it again when honestly considering the forward path to authentically recovering from emotional disorders or authentically escaping emotional unhealth is the important thing that the people we go to for information be caring and to have good intentions no it's not enough that's not enough for the people we go to to be caring and have good intentions that those two things are completely irrelevant to our supposed objectives in fact the people who are the most caring and have the best intentions are enablers more often than not they enable people to remain unhealthy their caring almost always translates into showing more concern for not upsetting you than in you truly getting better their business model in fact relies on their number of followers now how do you get the greatest number of followers how do you do that you do that by saying things people are already thinking or feeling you do not do that by telling people things they don't want to hear that they disagree with and that they'll have a violent emotional reaction to if you're somebody who has an emotional disorder or who is emotionally unhealthy and you really want to get better what's the only thing that matters when we go to somebody for information or help with these sorts of things the only thing that matters is that they genuinely understand the root causes of what it is you are really dealing with be able to provide you concrete accurate insights about how those causes came to be what sorts of attitudes and behaviors are obstructing you from ever getting better and they're doing this will also inherently involve them outright challenging your thinking and attitudes as well as explaining to you what commonly accepted and popularly embraced teachings on these things are false and why they're false you see the type of help you want is the type of help that contradicts you that says things you don't want to hear says things you haven't thought about yet says things that make you uncomfortable remember what we just said the business model is for life coaches they're business model is the exact opposite of that do you know that nobody authentically and permanently rids themselves of emotional disorders 
if they accept as truth 100% of what the professional community teaches. It's true. Nobody who believes everything the professional psychological community says will ever rid themselves of their emotional disorder authentically and permanently. Why not? Because enmeshed with all of the accurate things that they tell you is a bunch of stuff that is utter horse poo. This means that anybody who has ever gotten better in an authentic and permanent way has had to deviate from and challenge at some point some of the fundamental things the professional community as a group asserts and teaches. My aunt, who I love dearly, but she is the epitome of a life coach. She's known as being the person you go to if you're suffering from addiction. In fact, she has a strong, positive reputation in her community as being a great, caring, sacrificing help to addicts, alcoholics, people suffering from depression. How did she get this reputation? Well, she got it because she's welcoming and caring. She really is. But now using your critical thinking, ignore your feelings about this for a minute in the interest of clear, honest thought. Does the fact that my aunt is welcoming and caring qualify her to be considered a real help for people with addictions? Well, let me tell you a little bit more about her and while I'm describing the real details of her life, I want you to think about all of the life coaches out there on the internet and ask yourself if you believe the majority of them are doing more good or more harm. So, my aunt, her husband, my uncle, was a drug addict who died by overdose. She has a son who's a drug addict and who spent years in rehab. Three nephews who are drug addicts and have all depended on her for comfort and help and knowing what to do over the years. One of these nephews died just a couple months ago by an overdose and I talked about that in uh, an episode of the Last Symptom Podcast. I attended his funeral. My brother goes to this aunt all the time as a struggling alcoholic. Because Why? Because she's welcoming and caring. Her bio on social media reads in part, I have a passion for helping those affected by addiction. Let me ask you, what's the disconnect here? What is the disconnect here? Isn't the real question, why are all of these people around her becoming addicts in the first place? And how is she contributing to this? Or at least not hindering it? Isn't this the real question that needs to be asked? Yes, it is. Isn't that the thing that needs to be examined? Nobody needs advice from somebody whose entire family is mysteriously walking around with addictions and emotional problems and who thinks that managing 
not fixing but managing the problems after they have already been allowed to occur is the answer. I'm not a life coach. I'm a person with real answers for people who are not used to getting real answers. The things I tell you aren't always in agreement with what books tell you or your therapist tells you because my personal experience from having authentically recovered from borderline personality disorder gave me the insight to know that some of those things are false. My interest is not in having the reputation as the most welcoming and caring person in your life. My interest is instead on what matters. Telling you the truth, sharing concrete, reliable insights, and how you respond to the information is not really my concern. Now, of course, I care about your feelings, uh, but when your feelings get in the way of you being able to receive information, look at it honestly, and get better, then uh, how you respond to the information in that case is not my concern. I don't care if you feel bad about some of the things I say. I don't care if you get angry at me for some of the things I say. And I'm not trying to say everything in a way that tickles your ears. In other words, if I know that something I'm going to tell you is going to put a hair in your biscuit, but it's true and you need to know it, if you're going to make real progress and get better, guess what? I think you know. I think you know to the guess what. I'm going to tell you. So that's our conversation today about life coaches. Be careful out there, folks. Don't be emotionally suckered by stuff of no substance. It's not good for you. Whew. Sitting here sipping on uh, yerba mate. Drink that I got turned on to by an Argentine girlfriend. Whew. But it's hot. All right, now let's get into the story about Eloise and her poop. <clears throat> when my daughter was young, I'm telling you what, she was hard to potty train, not for peeing, but for pooping. She was extremely hard to potty train. I did everything I could think of, and I thought, you know, this is my little girl. She and I, best of friends, I, I can get her to do this. But goodness gracious, she she uh, was stubborn in that regard. And I don't want to give away too many details because she'll grow up and then I'll feel like I uh, betrayed her privacy by sharing too many details and I don't want to embarrass her future self. But uh, suffice it to say, at that time she was still wearing diapers. She was two, about turned three. And I, I just couldn't get her to <laughs> to take a poo-poo in the, in the commode. So uh, I did everything I could think of. And finally, it was a, a Mexican lady that she would often spend time with as a babysitter who finally got her to poop in the commode. Was I a little jealous about that? Yeah, I was. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Here is an audio recording of my daughter and myself. It's in Spanish. 
And because it's in Spanish, I'm going to read a, the, the transcript to you here in English before I let you hear it, because I know a lot of my listeners do not speak Spanish. And I want you to understand the conversation that's going on here. In this recording, I have taken her into the bathroom to demonstrate to her myself pooping. Now, those of you without kids are probably cringing in your seats right now. You're saying, what on earth? Why would he do that? Well, when you're a parent and your son or daughter is two years old, first of all, they, they've got no life experience. You know, we talk about this all the time. The world is, uh, you're discovering it all. And so, things like pooping, which you and I take for granted, are a great big mystery to them. They don't know what proper etiquette is. They don't know if it's something to be ashamed about, if it's something normal. They don't know these things. So I wanted to show her how normal it is. And I said, you know, daddy poops all the time. Daddy poops. and It's nothing to be ashamed about. And everybody does it. Everybody you know does it. No. Yeah, everybody does it. So I took her into the bathroom just to show her the process. And to just show her how non-ashamed I was of taking a, a big dump air on the, <laughs> on the commode. And uh, so I took her in there with me. She had a little potty. I set her down on her potty, and I sat down there on the commode. And I said, let's do it together. You know, we'll, we'll just get through this together. Nothing to be embarrassed about or nothing. And so what follows is uh, the conversation that she and I had. I... I had the presence of mind to uh, hit record on my phone. Now, this was three years ago. She, she was, like I said, she was two, but about to turn three. So here it is from April 9th, 2018, my Eloise Poop transcript. Here it is in English. As soon as I finish here, I'll play the Spanish for those of you who want to hear that. Even if you don't speak Spanish, you'll have an idea of what the, what the conversation is there. And uh, that'll close the show. So I hope you folks have a wonderful rest of your week and a, just a beautiful weekend. I hope you're all taking good care of yourselves out there. And uh, if you need anything, just run over to thelastsymptom.com. Get in touch with me. I'd be happy to do what I can for you. Eloise Poop Transcript. Me. All right, Eloise. We're going to take a poop. Eloise, take a poop? Me, I want you to poop, right? Daddy's taking a poop. Eloise, Daddy, what is that? Me, I'm pooping. Eloise, pointing to my phone. What is that? Me, nothing. Eloise, in a serious tone. What is that? Me, trying to avoid allowing her to get distracted. It's nothing, sweetie. Eloise, what is that? Me, honey, focus on what you're doing. Eloise, what is that, daddy? Me, <sighs> it's my telephone, sweetie. Eloise, Telephone? Me. Uh-huh. Eloise. Yeah? We both sigh heavily at the same time, exasperated with one another. Eloise. 
What is that? <laughs> Me. Honey. <sighs> I want you to take a poop. Eloise. Please. Me. Snorts restrained laughter. Eloise. Stop asking for that already, please. Eloise again. Please stop asking for that. Eloise again. It's never going to be. <laughs> Me. Why is it never going to be? Eloise. Speaking gibberish, annoyed with me. Me, firmly this time. You can do it. Eloise. I don't know what difference it makes, but she says that grammatically poorly. Me. If I can do it, you can. Eloise. Never. Please. Me. Look, Daddy's taking a poop. Eloise. Please. Please. Me. Please what? Eloise. A heavy Latin sigh. She says, ay, ay, ay. Which in English is like saying, my dear goodness gracious. Then she actually audibly yawns loudly. Eloise, now singing and playing. My telephone, my telephone, ee. Me, darling, we're going to be sitting here all day long. Eloise, all day long? Playfully. Me, yeah, because you aren't getting up until you've taken a poop. Then there's a long pause. And then I say, you're about to turn three years old. It's time for you to learn how to poop on the commode. Eloise, now disinterested, begins singing melodies to herself, not listening. Me. Okay, look here now. I've already taken my poop. Look. Her singing stops. Long pause as she looks inside the commode. Eloise, fake screaming in terror. Poop! Me. Now it's your turn. Because we had a deal, right? Daddy's cleaning himself. There, look, done. Eloise, now referring to herself in the third person, as I have been doing. Eloise has taken a pee. I took a pee. This one. Me. Taking a pee is good, but darling. Eloise, this one. Me. Darling, you've been peeing for a while now. Now's the time for you to learn to take a poop. Eloise, thank you. <laughs> As I take her little potty to empty out her pee into the commode. Eloise, I took a pee. I took a pee. She's actually pleased with her own self. Me. Okay. Eloise. Okay. Me. We'll try again some other day. Commode flushing. Okay, Eloise. Vamos a hacer popo. Yo quiero que tú hagas popó. Ah, sí, papá. Estoy haciendo popó. Ahora. ¿Qué es eso? Estoy haciendo popó. ¿Qué es eso? Nada. ¿Qué es eso? No es nada, cariño. ¿Qué es eso? Cariño, enfócate 
en lo que estás haciendo. ¿Qué es eso, papá? Es mi teléfono, cariño. Cariño, yo quiero que hagas popó. Por favor, no tires ya. Por favor, por favor, no tires ya. Nunca será. ¿Por qué nunca será? Tú puedes. No se queda. Si yo puedo, tú puedes. Lucas, por favor. Mira, papá está haciendo popó. Por favor. Por favor. Por favor, ¿qué? Ay, ay, ay. Cariño, vamos a estar sentados aquí todo el día. Sí, porque no te levantas hasta que hayas hecho popó. Estás por cumplir tres años de edad. Ya es tiempo de aprender a hacer popó. Ahora mira. Yo ya hice mi popó. Mira. ¡Popó! Ahora es tu turno. Porque hicimos un trato, ¿verdad? Papá está limpiándose. Ya. Hacer pis es bueno. Pero cariño... Cariño, tú ya llevas tiempo haciendo pis. Ya es tiempo de aprender a hacer popó. Ok, intentaremos otro día.